What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio. The best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is February 13, 2024. You're listening to The Scoreboard, brought to you by Anchor. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys can be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the RK, Ryan K. The, like on Valentine's Day Eve. How you doing, my man? I'm tired, brother. I'm tired. Been a long, I had a long work weekend. I told you a little bit about it off the air. We ain't going to get into it, but good Lord. My work, my work week weekend was a little different because, you know, everybody, everybody's job is difficult. Everybody's got, got a hard time. Everybody works hard. You know, you got to, you got to just to pay your bills and mind your P's and Q's and all that stuff. I work at a mental health facility. I saw some things this weekend that would curl your curl motherfuckers hair. You know, like I said, I told you about it off air. It's pretty wild. We, I, I ain't getting into it, but my God. So I have a day off tomorrow. Looking forward to this rest. Get to hang out with my homie for a little bit. So it's good vibes for a little while, you know, dick around bullshit a little bit. You know, hopefully you guys, you know, get to enjoy the vibe as well you know because i always do what tomorrow no i'm just saying the 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 here oh i thought you were talking about tomorrow yeah no i'm saying like the this no like you know i'm saying because i'm here for it you know so i'm sure uh i'm sure you have cooked up you know another awesome show for us with good topics to dig into not really it's a short the short one today get stirred i like it's a short one today like i said this always happens after the super bowl because like after this show we got two weeks to prepare for the beginning of our mlb preseason preview you know what i'm saying so that's always a big thing that we do for like a month or like in some change like you know leading up into opening day so like it wasn't a whole lot going on you know what i'm saying so speaking of that said we got your 
your questions, which we got a lot of them, you know what I'm saying, considering the fact that it's a short show. And we got a Super Bowl to talk about, or lack thereof. I like Ryan, you was at work. I don't know if you I call I caught uh I caught bits and pieces of it. I caught basically the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. And I called well, well, the fourth quarter OT, you know. Well, 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 that was a good I called th- the best part of yeah, it. Yeah, you caught the best part of it because the first three quarters of it was absolute trash. You know what? The the, the entire time I was sitting here thinking to myself, because I was with my friends, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my friends, Thomas, Marvin, and Lee. We was at Carolina L House. Like, we're watching. Place it. Bangs, by the way. Yeah. Place Bangs. Um, down, downtown Greenville. Good ass food. Good ass like food. Good food. You know what I'm saying? Like we had a we had a cool waitress. You know, shout out to her. Uh, I was just we were just sitting there looking at it. I looked at my homeboy Tom. So I looked at my homeboy Lee. I was like, you know what? This is the Super Bowl. Like you know what I'm saying? Nobody wanted. I sure as hell didn't want this. I wanted I wanted San Fran and Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, some people want San Fran, Baltimore. Some people want Baltimore, Detroit. Detroit. You know, yeah, this was kind of the one Super Bowl combination people didn't really want because it's like, oh, cool, we just did this a few years ago. I like, you know, oh, my homes again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I like, and, and another thing is like, people don't, I like, people don't believe in Kyle Shanahan. They think he he can't win the big one, which that, which you know, that belief is true because he didn't win the big one again. <laughs> like now, Sunday. I will say that they they killed him for like, yeah, he blew double digit leads. This they were down ten nothing in the first. They were up ten nothing in the first quarter. That's not really. That's not. That's not a. That's not a fourteen point lead. No. That's not like. That's not like a twenty one. It's, point it's lead. not twenty eight to three. Like yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Tom Brady type lead. No, it really wasn't. So, like I said, um, and you got to give credit a lot of credit to that Chiefs defense. I like yeah, you know I mean, that they were the fucking MVPs. Well, because well, the thing is, in the first half of that game, I mean, th- there's a lot of little things to kind of point to. Like, so the first half of that game. San Francisco's pass rush did a really good job of frustrating Mahomes um, and hitting him and rattling him and stuff. You know, he threw a really bad pick um, in the first half. I remember yeah, he right. sailed the ball over a dude's head. Oh, over Chavis Kelsey's head. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, they did a pretty good job. But the thing is, I'll say on offense, they left a lot of points on the board. Like talking, about, talking about San Fran, yeah, San Fran, yeah. That they, they should have been up more than ten to nothing, and they should have been up more. Like, oh, like tur- turnovers, man. Yep. And then, uh, then Dre, when Dre Greenlaw got hurt for them, that's when stuff started changing yeah. for the for uh, Kansas City's offense. Um, I but, say- but, but even then, I like. There's a staggering stat. I like, you know, so you can continue to uh, continue to go while I pull this yeah, up. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you get you some stats. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, that happened. Um, the, and then keep in mind that a muffed punt had to happen for Kansas City to, like, get on the board. Yeah. You know, but keep, then to get getting field goal. Keep, keep, keep that in mind that yeah. that had to happen. Um, so, for them to get any kind of momentum. Yeah, to start getting momentum. So, uh you know, obviously Mahomes did what he needed to do to get the game tied up at the end of the game. Goes an OT. You know, uh, it, in the Super Bowl, the OT rules are a little different. Shanahan and the 49ers weren't prepared for it. The Chiefs were because, like, Chris Jones and a bunch of other players talked about, yeah, we ran through all those scenarios. Yeah. Like, what we would do if this, this, and this. And, uh, you know, so 49ers get the ball. 
they don't go for it to try to like score the touchdown to yeah. put all the pressure on Kansas City. That you go and you give Patrick Mahomes a chance to actually just win. go win the game, which ended up being a very very bad decision. Patrick Mahomes is legendary. The dude's twenty eight years old with three Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs. Um, three Super Bowls. Yeah, like I said, three Super Bowl wins. Obviously, just I like I know like just outrageous, man. Well, like, which is crazy. I like he's phenomenal. I like you know what I'm saying I like people always have like their top five like QB list. He's not mine yet. I like he's to me like I told my homeboys uh, at the table he eclipsed Aaron Rodgers to me because Aaron Rodgers was at six, Mahomes was at seven. He passed Aaron Rodgers to me, so he's at six. Yeah. I like in mine for me like I tell everybody mine for me is. Brady, Montana, Manning, Elway, and Marino. Yeah, and that, that's not a bad. That's not a bad list. I like, and maybe if he get, uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes gets like another one, he can probably. Well, I, he I, just I mean, kind of just co- he could probably coast. You could probably shift coast. It. Like you know, he you could probably like because if once he gets the volume statistics, you kind of have to put him past Marino just on meritocracy of that that. You know, because again, no disrespect to Dan Marino. Dan Marino never had a run game. His defenses were always a little suspect. Uh, he never had the, the playmakers that Matt Mahomes had. Yeah, like I said, again. You know, like, and I put a lot of that, like, you know, and it was a different NFL, too. Yeah. Like, sure. he was doing that whenever, like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't an offensive league. No, <laughs> like, you know, so no like, not really. So, like, you know, I, I put a lot of that in, but my thing is. He, if he continues to go, because at some point, like four or five years ago, I wouldn't entertain this conversation. But the mere fact that I'm willing to entertain it now, I like, you know what I'm saying, shows the growth in me, I guess. What I won't entertain, though, is people trying to cl- uh, claim this man is the GOAT. I like and I can't do that. Here, here. I, feel, I feel like that gets, that people be too quick to crown people that too soon. I feel like that's a term that's used way too loosely for my liking. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I think that he will probably retire the goat if this continues. If the career, if the trajectory can, because me and uh, you know, me and my father had a conversation about this, about like that that conversation, mm-hmm. the Tom Brady Mahomes thing, and the fact that it's this early, it's like, well, first off, you do have to think about like Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Reid's like in his sixties. Yeah, but you also have to think about like, like. What had like what had Tom Brady accomplished by the time he was twenty eight years old? Uh, I think he had three Super Bowls three himself, Super Bowls. Um, maybe an MVP. I want to say that was after. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that was after. Um, but the thing is, you also have to keep in mind with um, Brady is the reason Bra- Brady did something that the football world had never seen before, and. We just generally haven't seen, like, just at all. But um, and also, like, but Billy got to think. But in between those three Super Bowls, there was a twelve-year, ten to twelve-year, like you know, window where he didn't win a Super Bowl. So that's yeah. that's my thing. Like, the longevity like, is what the, the so longevity is always so impressive, and the mere fact, like you know, this is a this is an impeccable run. We can't expect this to be sustained. 
uh, like for a six year period that is insane for a six year period a lot of most teams only have like you know what I'm saying a two or three year window you know what I mean? Yeah. So like my thing is I gotta let I gotta let it see it play out. I like I've never been one to like, you know, prematurely like, you know, saying give him the GOAT title. Like and my thing is it was hard for me to give Tom Brady the GOAT title, not because he was in my division. It was just the mere fact of Joe Montana. Like Joe Montana. So my thing is he had to win like, you know what I'm saying, five or six for me to even be like, All right, he's better than Joe Montana. Yeah. So my thing is like we did my thing is we didn't we were hard on Tom Brady and we we did like and it was hard for him to even get that GOAT status. Why are we trying so hard to give Patrick Mahomes that GOAT status and like you know he's done a whole lot, but he ain't do like he ain't accomplished as much as Brady has for us to even even consider that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a little bit premature. I like I would say get like I would say, like, in another five years, we can probably come back and revisit this. But as of right now, I'm not I'm not giving that I'm not giving that to him. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when you look at what he's accomplished by what he accomplished by his age 28 season, um, you know, like I said, he doesn't have the MVPs or the Super Bowl MVP. So I don't think that Mahomes had. But the thing is. I think a, a lot of Tom Brady's greatness came from his longevity. He had two Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah, I was saying, so, so I think that third one was Dion Branch. I yeah. Think. So like I said, the longevity of Brady is what makes him truly different. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar thing in basketball. Like one of the great things you talk about Kareem is how long he was great. Yeah, how long? He was. And like what and LeBron, he, what LeBron James is doing currently. Uh, and is, Kareem uh, went to college for four years. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And Brady was at college for a long time too. Mm-hmm. So. Like I said again, we haven't really seen what uh, Tom Brady. We we've never really that's unprecedented, and that's part of the the accumulation of like his accumulated statistics and his accumulated greatness. Like all those Super Bowls, mm-hmm. that how long he was truly great. Yeah, that's something to be said. But I say the same. I always say the same thing that I always do about uh. Mahomes, um, and this it's applicable here. Is it just as I think that personally, Joe Montana's my goat, but if, if most people are like Tom Brady's the goat, I'm always like, Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. I don't, I don't really, I don't really care, uh, like I don't really care about making an argument against somebody saying that because it's not a very farcical thing. It's not, it's not a bad argument, it's not a ridiculous, it's not a ridiculous, it's not a ridiculous argument. I feel like if somebody was to say Peyton Manning, I'd be like, I wouldn't argue that. Like, there's a lot of guys that you can sit here and say that this is my greatest quarterback of all time. And I'm like, yeah, there's a couple of guys I'm like, okay, that's cool. So, there's a couple of guys I would pick over him, but I see why that that's not a bad, that's not a bad option. So, and I I feel like he will get into that conversation. I just don't think he's in there right now, but. I always say the same thing about Mahomes is that he's the most talented quarterback of all time. That's what that's what I usually. Which you could all you could also be like, yeah, you know, John Elway was a freak, but I just or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I would say yeah, but yeah, but you hate Aaron Rodgers, so I know you will be like, fuck yeah, him. yeah, like I said, but I think that Mahomes is the most talented dude that's played the position. I think he just does things that nobody else has ever done in this league and in this game. Like just some of the throws he makes and some of the stuff he can do is just wild. But um, so you know, again, he's just he's just different. Um, so like I said, 
you know, that's kind of my whole thing. Um, and that's why I don't really mind people. Like, and I understand why people are rushing ahead. I'm like, hey, man, just just wait about another like five or six, five, five years. Five or six years and we can revisit this. We'll part. just revisit it. And, and if his career arc continues the same way it has... Like, this guy has been dominant. Yeah. And he has never not been in an AFC title game. Yeah. That is an outrageous statement. Yeah. Hey, this team was cobbled together offensively. Travis Kelsey's getting a little older, and they're like able to nullify him a little bit more than they used to. And even then, in the biggest moments, he still somehow manages to get open. He does. But like I said, my whole thing is, uh, you know, I just... I just think about the dudes that uh, um, I just think about the dudes he had at his disposal this year, and that's no disrespect to him, but you know, even those years where people were like, "Well, who the fuck were the the who the fuck was the Patriots' number one wide receiver?" Rob Gronkowski, because Gronk was just that kind of dude. Yeah, Gronk was dominant, and Travis Kelsey was like that last year, not this year. Well, like the first, not the first three. I like the first three. I like. I yeah, think. obviously, he, Gronk didn't play then. Yeah, yeah. I said, like, yes, first Gronk was three. a part of the other, the, yeah, the other, other with the, the back ends. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, that whole thing is is what it is. Uh, but yeah, man, like I said, it's just. Mahomes is a freak, man, and the Chiefs are a dynasty, and uh, you know Andy Reid's an all-time great coach. And I think all- he's, I, I think he's better than Bill Belichick. I like, I, I like, I've, I've messed around because my thing is this: Andy Reid has had two Hall of Fame coaching careers. Like, if you take what he did did at Philadelphia, Hall of Fame career. Take what he done here. Hall of Fame career. He's this man has had two separate Hall of Fame careers. Yeah, and like. And he, I think he's better than Bill Belichick. Yeah, and I don't mind. I don't mind that. I don't mind that argument. But you know, like I said, um, you know, it was. Um, but getting back to the game itself, um, the first half was very defense oriented. If you like that sort of thing, it was cool. Um, as the defenses got a little bit more tired, the offense started kind of showing up, especially more on Kansas City's end after the Greenlaw injury. Then you have kind of the, um, like I said. It was just hard for it was hard for San Francisco to you know move the ball at times. Christian McCaffrey's great, you know, and they were able to get in the field goal range. Keep in mind that that guy missed an extra point. Yeah, the 49ers really missed Robbie Gould this year um, at times, and it showed up, you know, there. Um, like I said, man, it was it was an entertaining game, you know, regardless of. You know, oh God! You know how people were starting to dislike the Chiefs. It was a, it was a fairly entertaining game. I, I think, like, just for the mere fact, to me, just like I, it was cool at the end, but it wasn't like last year's. Last year's Super Bowl was fucking fire. Yeah. Like compared to last year, this one was not that great. No. Yeah. Last year's was fire. I'm not even gonna hold you. Yeah, last year's was really good. Last year was really good. Like from from start from start to uh, start to end. I remember I was said on Twitter, I like referring to Brock Purdy. I was saying Cam Newton is 
Cam Newton's in his basement somewhere with a cigar, so sitting here telling his homeboys, see, I told you Brock Purdy was the second, 10th best player on his team. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like, there was some missed throws. I like, you know, he overthrew, like, I think, Debo Samuel like on a pass, and he just didn't, for whatever reason, he just did not seem like himself. There were plenty of opportunities for him to run out of the pocket, I like, and for some reason, he didn't do it. The lanes were there. He did it for Detroit, and for some, but for some reason, he didn't do it for the Chiefs. And I felt like if he would have done that, that the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs defense would have been more honest. That's what Mahomes had to do to get the 49ers defense to be more honest. Yeah. Like at some point, you like he had to run it and tuck it and like you know what I'm saying make something happen because they didn't have no threats on the outside and they were blanketing Travis Kelsey. So he had to he had to uh put that on himself. And Isaiah Pacheco, like you know, he didn't necessarily have like you know his best game. You know, saying with the uh, with the turnovers and everything. I said most certainly, but like getting to the stat, like you know, saying that that I was bringing it up. Oh yeah. Somebody said like on Twitter, in three Super Bowl wins, KC has been called for an offensive holding, has been called for offensive holding exactly zero times. Thirteen quarters of football, not a single holding penalty. Yeah. I love, but my thing is like the refs, man. Just like with Tom Brady in the refs, you gotta beat Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Andy Reid in the refs too. Because I know there was like a play where uh, like the right tackle was clearly holding Nick Bosa, and like like it was clear as day. Like hell, if we want to go back, like you know even further, like they were holding all day against uh, the Jets on Sunday Night Football. Jermaine Johnson was getting held all fucking night. They did not call it. Yeah, I like you know that's like that's. That's what comes with having a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and a quarter and a uh, head coach like Andy Reid and them being the Chiefs. I like they're that team. Yeah. I like you know saying that they get favored. I like you know saying everybody knows it. I like you have to beat them. You have to beat them. You know what I'm saying? So like with this being said, like because I know you said you said Brock Purdy was like was straight uh, straight dog water. I like and. I like does this does this change like your no. uh, opinion? Not, I'm not talking about Brock Purdy. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. I was talking about does this change your uh, opinion on Kyle Shanahan? Because I know people not are probably- really. I don't. You know the thing is, I still think that Kyle Shanahan's a great play caller. He's a really inventive mind. I just think that he's in a weird spot where he um, doesn't have the quarterback, and he hasn't had the. Go- and they they took a flyer on a guy to be the quarterback. And it didn't work out. And they Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. They they thought that Trey Lance was gonna be the guy and then they happened to take Brock Purdy and Brock Purdy ended up being a lot better than they thought he'd be. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, I think that there's a whole thing to be said about that. Um they have a very loaded roster. They they're very talented, but they're, I just, they are they are getting older. They're getting a little older and I think that they need to try to figure something out at the quarterback position. But I do think that they, they're in a good spot to maybe... If you really believe in Brock Purdy that much and you want to run it back with him, go for it and see what you got. I mean, at this point, like, you know, as much as people hate hate Brock Purdy, I feel like the way he played this year... Yeah, like, you I feel like he, I feel, he deserves I feel, another chance to I feel like back. he deserves to at least run it back. He deserves that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, and in overtime, he went and put points on the board. Yeah, as, what, what board do you want this, this man to do? Yeah, all he could have done different is score a touchdown. But on that third down, they somehow... 
the offensive line or I don't know who somehow let Chris Jones go unblocked on that play, and they had that's why they had to settle for a field goal. Mm-hmm. You know that that Jawan Jennings was wide open, and he overthrew him because Chris Jones in his face immediately. And like it seemed like once it's to me, it seemed like once Kansas City got like a lead, got like a lead, and they ended up getting the lead back. It seemed like San Fran was playing not to lose and not to win. Yeah, the aggressiveness was gone. Yeah, I think so too. It got it got a little conservative, which I mean, you know, running Christian McCaffrey. Is a good good decision, and they did the right thing. They tried to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand as much as they could, and that was a good decision. But you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah, but you have to put points on the board. Yeah, you have to put points on the board. You gotta think like you know, Mahomes put it together like you know mm-hmm. at, at the end. But to be honest with you, he didn't really have that great of a game. You know what I mean? And when he has like doesn't have that great of a game, you have to put him mm-hmm. away. Yeah, you have to put him away. Yeah, like it's one of those type of things where what makes what what makes him elite and like you know and legendary, just like all the legendary quarterbacks that you have ever seen, is that no lead is safe from him. Yeah, no lead is safe from whether it's whether it's seven, ten, fourteen. No lead is safe from that man. Like you know, and that to me, that's the mark of a truly great quarterback that you can just put it in his hands and be like, go win it for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I like <laughs> congratulations to Kansas City. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy for. I have some Chiefs fans I know that are like ride or die. I'm, I was happy for them. You know that's cool. But okay. I'm interested to see how season unfurls next year. You know, as always. So coming up next, I like your questions are in, and we cannot wait to answer them. It's mail time. You guys keep a lot on the scoreboard on Anchor. Yeah, your name is the time, bro. Man of the people, what they in line for? Main attraction, remember when I was sideshow and waiting for something to go viral. I tried to tell them it was written. I tried to tell them I was different. I tried to tell them I was itching. I tried to tell them I was missing. I always knew I was the guy, I never second guessed it. The stuff I'm blessed with ain't the same as what the next get. That drive and that hunger running deeper than the rest is. And everything I do, I must perfect it. I be restless. And I ain't never tried to be another guy. Disrespect the caterpillar, rave about the butterfly. What if I never made the. I like my chili hot. As a matter of fact, I like my chili so goddamn hot that you can cook a hog's ass in a spoonful. When a working man such as myself wants a little hot fixing, I reach for that bottle of mama's goddamn hot chili. Smooth tender chunks with chili beans filled with mama's hot bastard bacon bits and drizzled with just the right amount of thick savory sauce dripping with noodle nuggets and Texas tough onions. Mm-mm, that's hot. Goddamn hot. Ask for it by name. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. 
And you can also follow HBK and the Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid in Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. It's mail time. The part where we chop it up with you, the fans. And if you want to know how you can get get involved with that, we'll have the information for you after the show. So we have a lot of questions, bro. So let's just get right into it. First question comes from Pete from Buffalo, New York. Said, yo, guys, said Ryan Garcia and Devin Hanian made it official. This fight's happening in April. Are you guys excited? Not as excited as I would have been a couple years ago, but I also think that Devin Haney saw Ryan Garcia take that L. And I think that Devin Haney, Devin Haney been talking fashion on Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. And I think that after he had that tough fight that he had, his last fight, I think that subconsciously his camp, maybe his camp or whoever is like nah man i don't think you want that shakur stevens fight because shakur shakur like flat out called out devin haney he's like man devin haney called me out after his last three fights he goes but i was here and i fought and the second i get up here the motherfucker and his dad run out the building yeah dude nobody wants to fight shakur stevenson it's crazy i don't know if that like because they say he's thinking about retiring i don't think he should but but nobody wants to fight him like is you know you the man when you can't get a fight nobody wants like legit nobody wants to fight you yeah that's some crazy shit that that that, that dude is legitimately being ducked across the board i think that maybe the only motherfuckers that might would fight him maybe would be like tank davis but i think that that'd be hard because that's a catch weight that they would have to figure out right what thing is he had to go to tank and i think shakur stevenson would be okay be okay with that yeah i don't know if his camp would be okay whatever but uh but that's the way tank roll like if you want tank you gotta play by tank's rules yeah you know what i'm saying like tank will give you the fight all that but that's the that's the that's the that's the uh, pro of being the a side yeah exactly so like i said again it's a, it's a tough scene but yeah i think uh I, it wouldn't surprise me if ryan garcia beat devin haney it really wouldn't it, was, it wouldn't surprise me but then but then again i also think surprise me devin haney beat him do you like fun fact like these guys face each other six times in the amateurs you want to know what the record is mm. three and three damn well they split there you go i like the fight can go either way at this point i like you know they've always been evenly matched i like you know what i'm saying i and and i and i can and i see this fight kind of going going the same way to, to me this is more ryan garcia speed i felt like he had no business being in a ring with javante davis yeah. i appreciate the fact that he took that fight oh yeah because he had to 
Oh, like he had, yeah, like he had to. He wanted to make the fight happen, and he did what he had to do to make the fight happen. But but he had no business being in there with Javante Davis, and it showed. It absolutely showed. So that's like it's in April. So like whenever they start doing like you know the uh, the all accesses and stuff, I can give you a better analysis of what I think could or might happen. But I'm excited for it. I'm excited yeah. for it. I like and shout out to Ryan Garcia for actually giving us the fights that people want to see. Yeah, I agree. Because Ryan Garcia pushed for this. Yeah, he's not cheating the people. I will give Ryan Garcia that 100. So, you know. Uh, second question comes from Lavelle from Atlanta. Said, "What good? Said, what's good, fellas? Which team do you think helped themselves the most during the NBA trade deadline? Probably the New York Knicks. Yeah, I would say the Knicks would be my." That was that was my short list. Um, it's probably the Knicks. Uh, they got the bo- they got one of the Bogdanoviches. Yeah, I don't know if it's the good one. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's the good one. Yeah, the the bo- bo- yeah the really good shooter. Yeah, that's what they got. Yeah, um, and I think they got somebody else too. Yeah, let's see. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, like I said, that was the big trade that I remember they did, though, to get more shooting. Um, you know, they got, they got Evan Fournier to fuck out of there. Yeah, which that, I love that. Fucking Evan Fournier. I used to like Evan Fournier. I will say, I will say getting PJ Washington for the Mavericks was sneaky good. Um, that was sneaky, sneaky fucking good. Um, you know, the Bucks getting Pat Bell. To yeah, c- help for defensive purposes, uh, under is underrated. You know, I saw like uh, the the uh, the Hornets getting Grant Williams. I like. I think that's low key an all right signing. I don't like Grant Williams the player, but I do like what he brings on a basketball court. He brings a toughness that like that that young that that young squad surely needs. They need somebody to get in their ass. Yeah, like I said, I really like what the the Knicks did because I mean you gotta keep in mind though the Knicks already were active too getting Ananobi and Precious Achua. Yeah, like that was good. Then they get Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks, you know, from Detroit. Like I said, that shit is good. You know, like I said, they're they're pretty good. I I like that. Also, the fucking Sam Presti getting Gordon Hayward for like. A bag of pennies. Not bad. Not bad. Well, they they wanted Charlotte wanted him gone anyway. Yeah, they did. They did because he's been hurt the entire time he's been there. You know. Yeah. So. So. I said. Then again, that was their fault. He was nowhere near the player he was whenever they got him. No, not at all. So, uh, third question comes from Houston from Oregon. Said, "Hey guys, how's it going? I've been hearing reports that the Steelers are interested in Justin Fields. Should Mike T pull the trigger on that?" If they feel like he makes them better, then yes. Uh, Because my thing is, they do need a quarterback. The problem is, they have a bad O-line. They have a really bad O-line. That is still true. And Justin Fields holds on the ball a little too long. That now, Mike, Tom, I, I, I Mike, that Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, Tomlin probably could really get that kid right. Yeah, I think that could be coached out of him. Yeah, I think it'd be a good move. 
Honestly, that's yeah. it, and with the and with the bad, like you know, saying O line, like well said, that's that fits Justin Fields perfectly. Yeah, he's he's had a bad O line the whole time. So he's, so, been he's, so he's, he's kind of used to it. He's kind of used to it. I like you know, what I'm saying so, but he isn't used to having like you know, what I'm saying a winning culture and like you yeah, know what I'm saying having winning pieces like you know, what I'm saying around him. Yeah, I think that would be really good. And I think like somebody. I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good fit for him. Yeah, I, I will. I will love for that to happen. I I just don't know. What the compensation would be, because the thing is with the Steelers, if they do that, because they already have been having to pay Kenny Pickett first round money, and with Justin Fields, you have to if you get Justin Fields, you kind of have to extend him. Yeah, you're kind of stuck with him. Like you got him for a year for free. Yeah, like you got him for a year for free, but then you got to worry about are you gonna? Uh, yeah, what does he show you in that year? Enough, is it is enough to keep him? Yeah, is it enough to ex- like you no know, pick up that fifth year option? Yeah, you know so. It, it, it would just depend. I like, and I like Justin Fields. He hasn't had no stability in Chicago, and that's really Chicago's fault. And I feel like if he had like a stable situation, I think he would be all right. And I think Pittsburgh would be perfect for him. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Sterling from Nashville. Said, "Hey guys, I know you both are Laker fans, so I just wanted to ask you how do you th- how do you like the addition of Spencer Dinwiddie?" That's really Chicago's fault and i feel like if he had i mean didn't when he's a player like right. he's I solid i mean he's, he's not he's okay i like we, we still uh, suck on defense and we just well, but for whatever reason this shit just hasn't worked and i don't think spencer yeah, Dennis, he doesn't fix it yeah he doesn't fix it even though he's a fine player but like he doesn't doesn't fix it for whatever reason like this shit hasn't gelled and it just hasn't worked out it's been inconsistent at best because, like, when we're really on, we can beat anybody in the league. But, boy, when we're off, yeah, it's, it, gross. It, it, it's gross. It's gross. So, I, I, I don't, I really don't know. Yeah. I, I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I, I feel like this move, I would have really liked this move, like, maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe three or four years ago. I, I still like the move, but, like I said, it doesn't really move the needle. No, not for me. Not for me. I like so. Especially because I think like LA is like in seventh or eighth place, I think. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. So either way, you had to be like in a play-in or something like that. Like it's just nah, nah. So next question comes from Kevin from Kentucky. Said, "Hey guys, I'm hearing great stuff about how Yamamoto is impressing folks in camp. Ryan, do you think this dude's gonna dominate from the jump, or will there be like an adjustment period? There's always gonna be an adjustment period. Um, always, a hundred percent. Like um, the thing is, he'll probably or something like that. Like just nah." Nah. The best way I can put it is when you go out there as a major league pitcher, you're going to go out there, and especially like a guy who's pitched overseas and was dominant overseas, very good overseas, um, you know, he's going to come over and he's going to have some success, but there's going to be some struggles there. Think about Kodai Singo last year. Um, Singa had moments where he looked really good for the Mets, but he had moments of struggles. That's usually what it looks like. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka had some moments of brilliance with the Yankees. He had some moments of struggles. Usually, when guys like this come over, um, they—they're—I don't—I don't think they're this guy though. No, no, but I'm just 
trying to make a point. And um, Shohei Otani didn't just all like he didn't come over and wasn't immediately like Cy Young caliber pitcher, you know. Um, now granted, playing both though. Yeah, I mean Otani's ridiculous. But like I said, I think that I think what'll happen, and the other thing too that works out, it's the same thing when you call up a top tier pitching prospect and they start out really well. Film gets out. Yes, hitters make adjustments to you. That, like, you the truly great people adjust to those adjustments. Most definitely, that is how it works, man. I say, yeah, the the game eventually catches up to you. Yes, exactly. So, like, my thing is, I think I would think uh, I would think just because, well, like in spring training, there's going to be some kind of film out and stuff like that, but it's not going to be the same as like actual game stuff. So, yeah, I like. Well, once you get like you know, I mean, you're gonna have all. This stuff from when he was in Japan to look yeah, at, yeah, but you know, eventually I still, I, I, but I think, I, I think there's gonna be like an adjustment period, yeah, and it's gonna be one of those type of things. Like, what's he gonna do once they do catch up to him? I'm like, that's gonna be the question because they always do, they always do. So, uh, next question comes from D'Angelo from Florida. Say, hey guys, I just want to know your thoughts on this year's NFL Hall of Fame class. Oh, it's great, man. That's a really good class. That's the only person, the only thing problem I have with it is that Antonio Gates got snubbed. Antonio Gates was a big snub. Steve Smith got snubbed again. Um, Jared Allen got snubbed. But the thing is, you know, the way that they do the Hall of Fame, they only induct so many people. They hamstring themselves a lot of times. Dude, like in next year, bro, like, I, did you see the list of people that are coming out next year that are going to be available? No. Hold on, like, I think I have, like, dude. Check this fucking list out that's going to be coming out next year. Luke Keekley is coming out next year. Eli Manning's coming out next year. Okay. Earl Thomas, but he's not going to get in. Marshawn Lynch is coming out next year. Adam Vinatieri is coming out. Clay Matthews. Terrell Suggs. Joe Staley. Vernon Davis, but he's not going to get in. Akeem Tlaib. I mean, a lot of these dudes you're mentioning are fringe or not going to get in, but it's a hell of a group of dudes. Ryan Khalil and Marshall Yonda. Yeah, yeah, Khalil won't get in either, but uh, Khalil's about as good as a player as you. Centers have a hard time. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's... And you gotta think this and the people that have yet to get in, too. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just gonna get tougher and tougher continuously, man. It's gonna get, get tougher and tougher. I like, you know, I was happy that Devin Hester got in, but I feel like I would've, I would've made him wait another year to let Antonio Gates get in, but I get it because I feel like if you like, I guess Antonio Gates was was the sacrificial lamb because they were like, we'll just put him in next year. And if Devin Hester didn't get in with this crop, that it with all this new talent coming in, I like you know say it might have been hard. I like, but who you think in that group? I like out of the people I didn't think you you didn't think was going to be in the Hall of Fame. I see about about eight of them. I like Keekley's getting in, Vinatieri's getting in, Eli's getting. I don't I don't know if Eli gets in. Eli gets in. Uh, I don't know if he gets e- in. Eli gets um, in. Talib. I don't know if Talib gets in. I don't think Talib. I think Khalil doesn't get in. I think, uh, th- like I said, there's there's a few guys on. I think list. Khalil gets in. Khalil was like an all pro for like. It was. Like, it, he was only like. Uh, he was only. Uh, he was a Pro Bowl center only a few times. Like I don't know, like five six times, and he was only an old. He was only an old pro like once or twice, maybe three times. You know, that's also a lot too. I like people tend to realize. 
how because all pros like, like the top uh, two, the right? Position. Right. There's but I'm just saying that the like think Jeff Saturday has some miraculous. Jeff Saturday's not in yet. You know what I'm saying? I say he will get in. But that's kind of my point. It's hard for centers. That's. You know, like I said, maybe Ryan Khalil gets in eventually. I don't know, but he definitely wouldn't get in. Like, Keekly, I think Keekly gets in. It's pretty, pretty. It's like Eli gets in too. I like, but like, you'd be crazy to think they're not about to have Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame, regardless of what people may think. I like may think about him. I like Eli's getting in. Yeah. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just that's just a politics thing. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from. Uh, Alana from California. She said, "With Caitlin Clark, uh, she asked, with Caitlin Clark eight points away from Kelsey Plume, I like you know for breaking like her all-time uh, NCAA scoring record. I just want to know, like, considering the fact that I'm young, who are some of the uh, like greatest female college basketball players you guys have ever seen? I mean, obviously Lobo's on that list. Um, you know, you have uh, Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. Uh, let's see. Sue Bird. Sue Bird. Diana Taurasi. Diana Taurasi. Candace, Brittany Griner. Candace Parker. Um, a lot of the WNBA greats currently that you would. You yeah, that yet you've seen. Yeah, I got to watch a lot of those ladies personally. Um, like, you know, at the collegiate level. I was like, then you gotta think like some of the girl women that were really good in college that were like like Carol Lawson was the shit at. Tennessee. I like I love Carol Lawson. I like you know what I'm saying like that's a bet Becky Becky Hammond was great at Colorado. I like you know what I'm saying so I like yeah obviously Asia Wilson Asia Wilson Leah Boston's really good but yeah like I said again there's a lot of great players you know I like uh, so like uh, like no n- notoriously infamous I like you know Shoni Shimble was great at Louisville. Oh uh, yeah she was really fun in college. She was really fun in college. I like you know I like there was a a lot of them, so like you know, but I like I can't like if you would ask even my top ten, like you know, I would have we would have to do that some other time. But those were just some people that like you know that I like that like that I that me and Ryan have seen. I like on the college level, like a lot of the greats that you've seen, like you know, in the game today. And I can go back even further because I've been watching way learn what long you are. Like Lauren Jackson was the shit in college. Lauren Jackson was phenomenal. Love Lauren Jackson, so oh, I can go back for further for further than that for you. So I like so that, that. That's that's what I that's what I would have to say. So with that being said, like that's the end of our show. I said, remember, guys, like we will not be here next week, but when we come back, we're gonna start our MLB preseason preview. I like you know what I'm saying. So when is opening day? Uh, I'm not entirely certain. I haven't looked yet. I like you know. So, cause I know, like you know, so like it's kind of, it's kind of long, and we try to, we try to do our best, like you know, saying to get everybody's team in. So yeah, for sure. So the way we do this is like you know, for everybody listening, say so, like we always do the playoff teams first. So like, so the way we're gonna do the segments, we're gonna do three playoff teams, and whenever we do the question segments, it's only gonna be for. For people who have questions about teams who weren't in the playoffs this year, so if you ask me questions about the fucking Houston Rash Astros, I'm not good. It won't get answered. I like only whack ass teams only, like the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, and you know people and the people people of that ilk. You know what I'm saying? Those are when we come to the question part. That's who we answer. My preference is really. 
really and truly and actually it's more about like the Oakland Athletics and the Pittsburgh Pirates tier of teams but yes I mean obviously if you guys want to ask questions about Yankees or like the Red Sox well, like usually the team well, yeah. right. go for it yeah, yeah go for it All right, but if, but if you're asking us about teams that did make the playoffs that we're going to cover anyways we're going to cover anyways it, it, it won't get it won't get answered I like you know what I'm saying just what, just listen to the damn show yeah. also like you know what I'm saying you can follow us on, my, on Twitter I'm at HBK underscore Illmatic all caps. He's at the arcade. All caps are underscore K E Y D E. So you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard 808. And you can email us at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. Remember, AEW, I like you know, is tomorrow. I like they got a stack show tomorrow. I like you know what? Adam Copeland and Daniel Garcia. Texas death match with uh, Orange Cassidy and somebody else. Uh, Dax Harwood uh, like versus uh, John Moxley. That's going to be pretty good. Tony Storm's going to have a segment. Uh, the Young Bucks are going to be in action tomorrow. And I want to say Willow Nightingale, who I'm a fan of, is going to be in action tomorrow. So like, this, it's a banger of a show tomorrow, like, you know, if you're a wrestling fan or AEW fan. So we got that going on. We got plenty of NFL. Uh, not, not NFL. We got plenty of NBA shit going on. Pitchers and catchers already reported. The camp. Uh, no pitchers and catchers report soon though. Let me let me. It's always in February. I can't remember pitchers and catchers. They might have already reported, but I'm not, I'm not sure if they had. Let's see pitchers and catchers. Two days. Pitchers and catchers report. The pitchers and catchers have reported. So they, yeah, yeah, it was actually today. Yeah, so they reported. Or, yeah, today. it's actually today. Holy shit! Yeah, I knew it was soon. Yeah, so they reported today, and and tomorrow, guys. I like you know, saying who celebrate uh celebrate that day. I hope you guys have a not all. Sorry, not all of them have reported today. Some of them report tomorrow, the fourteenth and fifteenth. All right. So, so they so they all report this week. Yes. So like so again, I like you know for tomorrow you guys have a great Valentine's Day if you have a significant other. Yeah. If you you're don't. your significant other if you don't have a significant other. Treat yourself. Yeah, Remember treat you yourself. you are you fucking matter. You're valid. Treat your fucking self like you fucking matter. Be proud of yourself. Fuck fuck what you heard. Treat yourself. Take yourself out to a nice dinner. Treat yourself like you fucking matter, and you love yourself. Love yourself. If you if you if don't you, have you, a person to love on, love on yourself or to love you. Yeah. Love yourself. Love your fucking self, please. Thank you. Sorry. Cause I like yeah, we don't need like we don't need like no people on Twitter like crying and stuff about how how they don't have a Valentine. Yeah. Fuck all that. So I like, do something for yourself. Yep. Like you know, that's probably the most gangster thing me and the RK could probably ever tell you. Yeah. I like on some real shit. So with that being said, so we'll see you guys back better than ever. Peace out. Later, guys. <laughs>